0: It's called Jill.
1: Um, oh, nice!
0: <laughs> remember our, our yeah. interview yeah. years ago? Yeah. I, and, and we went through a pretty stringent naming and branding process.
1: PowerPoints, power lunches, conference calls, reply to all, endless meetings, constant check-ins, and so much wasted time. Are you sick of the BS? So are we. It's time to take our time back. Rework the way we work and make every call a call to action. This is a podcast for people who want to stop talking and really start connecting. This is After 12. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you. Our guest today has enjoyed an incredible career in marketing that spans over 25 years. As the chief marketing officer for global real estate giant JLL, she leads a team of over 250 and oversees business development, marketing, and branding, public relations, and internal comms. Prior to joining JLL, she spent 14 years at Accenture in various senior roles, most recently leading marketing globally for the company's $6.8 billion unit that includes retail, consumer goods, life sciences, and more. And more importantly than that, she was my boss and taught me everything I know about marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jill Corey to After Twelve. Jill, welcome.
0: Thanks, Adam. Um, that you're you're very kind. Um, we had a great time at Accenture. I'm I'm sure I didn't even come close to teaching you everything that you know, but you taught Amazing. me about. Um, how to be an effective Santa at a holiday party and delight not only employees, but also young family members. So uh, I appreciate that. And I've really enjoyed our time together. It's great to see you thriving in your new role. And I thank you for inviting me to the show today.
1: Well, ho, 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 and uh, (laughs) it's it's made the resume and, and I'm glad you're here. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, we are, living in truly um, intense, insane, uncertain and and turbulent times um, from global pandemic to the Trump administration, racial tension, rising unemployment um, and the upcoming presidential election. Um, I (laughs) I guess I'll start with how are you doing? How is the family doing? How are Craig and the kids um, faring through all of this?
0: Well, it's been um, tough, Adam. And I I, want to frame up what you just said with a great quote I heard on a Scott Galloway podcast last week. I was catching up on some of the Can Lion uh, virtual programming. And I think I'm going to credit, he credits Lennon, Vladimir Lennon, but I'll credit Scott Galloway. Um, There are decades when nothing happens, and there are weeks when decades happen (laughs) is that not perfect that is a perfect summary to what you just said
1: yeah i mean it's pretty apropos and it's like you know my my mom has asked me do you think the second coming will be coming soon and i said yeah "Yeah, i'm I'm, I'm sure of it mom it's um
0: it is it's insane so overall um It's been, uh, from a personal perspective, I'm not going to lie, it's been extremely challenging. I have a daughter who's a senior in high school who had to miss the majority of her senior lasts. There still hasn't been a graduation. I don't think there's going to be a prom. Mm -hmm. There's no final end-of-year celebrations. Um, she she, She weathered the storm with a lot of grace and resiliency. Uh, my son's a freshman. This is this was a um, mm. semester of largely e-learning, virtual learning. Didn't really work well for him. I mean, I, I and I in comparing those with a lot of parents, it didn't work well for a lot of kids, especially freshmen who were just adjusting to high school. Um, I've got I, I have a, I live in a multi multi-generational, multigenerational household. So my um, in-laws live in the um, lower unit of our home. Um, they have a lot of risks to COVID, um, a lot of pre-existing conditions. So um, we've been really trying to keep them safe. And and my mom is also um, in uh, uh, the last stages of battling cancer. So that's been super challenging to not be able to travel to see her. So it has been like a culmination. Or a perfect storm of everything coming together, and all of those things are are quite negative, um, along with all of the other things you framed out from a political, um, socio or macroeconomic, and then um, racial injustice perspective. So, I have told my team I think this is the most challenging um, four to six months of my entire life.
1: Yeah, likewise.
0: However, (laughs) we're healthy, and I mean, everyone in our my household has stayed healthy. We're getting more quality time with the family than we ever have. And, and in fact, I feel more connected to my America's marketing team than I ever have before as well. And I'm sure we'll explore that topic of um, virtual working and or, or remote working, is it here to stay? But um, over that, that particular three and a half month timeframe, um, I couldn't be more happy with how we were able to maintain connectivity.
1: It's amazing how, um, the people relationships that you have, uh, are, are definitely stronger now. I think the silver lining is, um, I have a better marriage. I'm closer to my kids. Uh, the things that are important are, are really strong. Um, uh, you know, I'm not wasting as much or, or just, you know, shopping to kind of bide my stress or, um i'm not i'm not looking for as many distractions because you know it's funny like content like this i mean most people have moved moved to podcasting production has kind of ceased i've talked to a lot of filmmakers and 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 tv folks and it's like they're just not doing anything so yeah i'm 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 in the same boat you you are it's been an incredibly you know stressful four months um but you know i (laughs) I just i think that that what doesn't kill you uh Is a great story in five years, so you know we'll 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 see what happens on that. How is your your team doing? How is JLL doing? Um, I mean, you guys have taken quite a roller coaster ride yourself as the second largest commercial real estate company in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're on we're we're in the middle of that roller coaster ride, and you're exactly right. Our APAC business um, got hit with COVID first or felt the impacts of it. Um, You know, we're a public company. Can't talk specifically about financial earnings, but our our Q1 earnings were solid. As you might imagine, um, there were a number of delays through COVID, some of them um, related to just not being able to physically um, tour space or travel, Um, although we've got some great technological advances that um, helped um, helped progress things, but overall, you know, you have to remember, and I know that we've, we've talked about JLL in the past, and you're pretty familiar with the company, that we play across the entire real estate value chain, and uh, we've got businesses related to real estate outsourcing, and we've got businesses related to property management. I am so proud of our teams who are frontline workers who have been responsible for keeping the lights on on offices all over the world, um, in buildings that that JLL manages all over the world. Um, We've been really in the middle of things when a lot of people we're um, told to stay home our, our, a lot of our people were frontline workers and and demand for those uh, outsourcing services and the um, which is largely facility management and property yeah. management m- management are um, is extremely strong, and we're picking up a lot of new business there
1: well so, and who would have who would have thought that you would have a first point of contact risk from a property management yeah. perspective yeah. i mean it's it's incredible.
0: Yeah. I know. It's so interesting. One of the things that is so interesting about that business in particular, which can range from um, um, technical workers who are taking care of of HVAC and um, managing energy and uh, energy efficiency, um, but also cleaning. Um, A lot of those folks were deliberately position to be completely behind the scenes out of sight you should never know all of the inner workings that are required to keep your your buildings running and your people people safe and healthy and now we're finding a lot of our clients are very focused on make sure those cleaners <laughs> yeah. are visible and um, present and because it's making our employees feel better. safer.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. funny. And you're, you're probably profiling them in the, you know, the online magazines and stuff. It is. That's a really interesting part of it. Um, it you know, when you look at like the future of work initiative that you guys put out a few years ago, um, I mean, it has evolved overnight because people were told by governments to stay at home, to work yeah. from home, and we had this long quarantine period. How is it now evolving? Um, you know, what is going to be that new or that next normal, as we kind of talked about a few weeks ago, it's like, where are we going? Do you think where, where, where is JLL trying to help the industry go in terms of getting back on its feet now?
0: So if you don't mind, let me just start by telling you what JLL is doing. So we've got over a hundred and I think we've got about 150 offices in our portfolio across the U S um. And then we've got a large presence across Asia and and Europe. So across Asia, most of our offices are completely open for business. It, it is amazing, Adam. When um, you know, there's a there's a few exceptions to that, but it's it's amazing to see um, you know on on uh, WebEx calls a full a full office and someone taking the call from their desk and seeing you know 25 people behind them. And across the U S we have already reopened 72% of the offices across our Wow.
1: Portfolio. Okay. I had no um, idea.
0: So, so, I mean, we are in the business and we believe that we need to be- put our best foot forward around reentry as we're being, as we're working very closely with our clients to help guide them on their reentry journeys. Um, we are starting first across our portfolio. So while we probably have, no more than 10 to 20% occupancy across our offices. We have done an amazing job working collaboratively with our um, HR organization, our facilities organization, our business leaders across the country, and our marketing organization that is very focused on um, providing internal um, it An internal um, microsite that helps everyone understand exactly what their particular reentry journey will look like, as well as a lot of um, on site materials, signage, health and safety um, provisions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because we feel that this needs to be a, yes. um, even a, <laughs> a high and, touch experience, so it's a no touch experience. High no touch experience. And we developed this overarching campaign called Step Forward, which you can imagine metaphorically, it is kind of stepping back into the next normal, but literally, so many things are changing when you get back into an office from. The um, flow within an office, Um, there's really just one-way traffic flow around corridors, Um, getting into an elevator and knowing that you can only have four people in a checkerboard pattern in an elevator at once. There's just a lot of things that I think we're all going to have to grow accustomed to as we're in this strange time um, between trying to get back to some semblance of a new or a next normal and then wholesale having a vaccine that's available and mass um, and and maybe really seeing what a permanent or a more permanent next normal might look like so that's that's kind of what we're doing um, oh that's process. it and and so that <laughs> and, and we're watching it very very closely um, we've had some really great feed, feedback from some of our brokers, our capital markets producers, who are already saying, even though they're social distancing and, yes, we're wearing masks in open spaces, nothing can replace that on-site collaboration of a team who is working together on common goals. Um, and they, the, uh, one of our capital markets producers, Bruce Miller, sent a, an unsolicited email to our senior leaders across the U.S. just saying, thank you thank you for getting us back here safely but thank you for um taking the opportunity to be a first mover it's already had a dramatic impact on my team but but you're right adam that's our that is our jll story and and you're right that we have a um future of work um, piece of thought leadership that that has guided um, the way we interact with clients, especially our occupier clients across the board. And things are definitely evol- evolving. Um, one of the we we just put out the the future of office demand report that you referenced earlier, and there are four key thing four key factors that we think will impact um, the future of work. And I'll I'll just tell you we we've already talked about remote working. And whether or not that we know that there is going to be more flexibility in people having a mix of working from home and being able to work in the office. We do not think that that's going to change. Um, COVID has been a complete accelerant in um, pushing the envelope on how far you can go. And and most companies have responded pretty well from a technology perspective. But this is what we have to watch. Again, post-vaccine. Are people really going to want to work from home you know, 90 to 100% of the time, and our company is going to want that to happen. All
1: right. Well, right. The, the, the accelerant here, I think, was was fear, you know, the, yeah. the uncertainty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny you say that, because there was a New York Times daily briefing that came out June 30th that said, who needs offices? Question mark Employers like Facebook are becoming excited about the long-term prospect of remote working, mostly because of the money it saves, but decades of setbacks suggest a bumpy road ahead. In the past, IBM, Best Buy, and other companies scrapped work from home experience experiments after finding that telecommuting diminished accountability and creativity. And you and I have talked about this in the past, too. I mean, Accenture, you know, has kind of ebbed and flowed on this this line uh, in the past as well. And I I agree with with you. I mean, having flexibility not out of fear. So when you look at like a post vaccine or, you know, it is a safe environment, but giving people the opportunity to choose based on you know their 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 need for flexibility.
0: Yeah, e- exactly. So that's a that's a factor to watch um, office design overall. So are companies going to be responsive in this process of densification. Mm-hmm. So when we worked at Accenture, we saw uh, do you remember when we moved to an almost all open um, yeah. office floor plan? And yes, you, we're, we're all aware that that open office concept was definitely the, the, the hot trend. Um, well, guess what? You know, Having that open office floor plan and desk sharing and all of the things that a lot of companies have done or moved to over the last five to 10 years, um, it's probably not going to be fit for purpose for the future so our our ceo of our markets business john gates keeps talking about the fact that companies are going to continue to have office space it's just a matter of how are they going to change the way they use it so are we going to see um a a return to more closed offices are we going to see mandatory shifts of you know mandatory working from home for two days a week or three days a week for half of the population, are we going to see changes in industries like legal that has some of the highest square footage per professional? Um, you know, are they it, it, are they actually ahead of the game, and are more companies going to move to the um, trend that the legal industry has been on? There are there are so many things at play right now, and and our research team continues to say. While we can guide and advise and, uh, and and speculate on what the future holds, it's still so early to tell. So yeah. the other two factors are, we talked about technology, and then this whole notion of pub- of commuting and public commuting. Yeah. We, we've done um, a number of surveys with our JLL employees in each region, and um, public transit is one of the biggest concerns in urban areas that people have about Um, a return to work that at some point maybe is not optional i.e jll and most companies who are sending employees back right now in phase one are totally allowing employees to make the choice of whether or not they want to go in the first wave and ideally it's folks who like bruce miller who i mentioned earlier who work in teams that are you know deal-making and, um, heavily focused on sharing data and analytics and, and really needing to be together. Uh, but will there be a time where companies start saying, okay, it's time now. How are those people who are, um, taking public transit going to feel again, all, all of, most of what we're talking about is pre vaccine. Sure. Um, so, you know, these are, these are heavy concerns. And I, I think in, in some of our, um, Environments where there really isn't public transit, like um, like Columbus and, and Dallas, we are definitely seeing um, a higher comfort level because people drive to the office, put their mask on, and, and, they, and we have a lot of closed office space still in our Dallas office. Um, and people say it's the cleanest place they've been, or the safest and you know seemingly cleanest place they've been other than their home. And it's just it's just so exciting for them to just get out of the home environment and have a change of scenery. But again, yeah. they didn't have to get on a metro train or right. or an l to to get to the office
1: well what's the protocol when they get there they have the mask on they walk to their office they close the door they take their mask off they get on yeah. the phone or, and then and then when they interact do they wear a mask is that what's happening in yeah. the corporate? Yeah. So, the,
0: so we um <clears throat> face coverings are required at all times unless you are in your um I mean, it could be your cubicle or in a in an actual closed office. As long as there are not people working um, within six feet of you, you can leave your mask off at that point in time. But when you're when you're walking throughout the building using the kitchen using any of the public facilities the mask is on and we've been pretty um diligent about that across all of our offices
1: i i wonder if that's the reason like your apac units are, are doing so much better because masking in you know greater china or japan i mean these are kind yeah. of commonplace practices anyway um it, it culturally speaking for americans there's so much involved in uh and facial meta messaging, you know, like it, we're just very animated.
0: Um, I, I, well, and, and you also, there are also things happening in Asia, um, where you are seeing people before they enter a class, a high rise building, you know, a 20 story building, every person gets a temperature check before they walk into that building. Yeah. So you're seeing just based on, a lot of the the governmental mandates um much more active um monitoring yeah well they have the they have the thermal
1: cameras too upon entry yeah
0: contract tracing stuff or uh, contact tracing stuff on apps on phones and which which you've heard about some of the advancements might um have here but a lot of it's extremely optional there are things that are happening in a lot of countries in Asia that are just um, part of the way that they operate um, from a governmental perspective, and you know, in the end, it it does seem to be working in in many of these countries. But I don't I don't think we're ever going to see a time where we're going to see mandatory temperature checks or some of these other. Um, systems in place in the U S and we, and we put a lot of trust and faith in our people. We've seen what happened, what's been happening in Texas and Arizona and um, California
1: California, and
0: Florida. Florida, Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, is it, is it 21 to 30 year olds who are going to the bars and, and, and thinking that they're going back to, I I mean, I don't know. I I, I had a conversation with someone about this other day and I said, so what are we, should we, Should we say that bars are not open to 21 to 30 year olds and change?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what we should say. Everybody would be drinking Sauvignon Blanc, though, Jill, (laughs) and vodka. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no. But
0: but it is interesting because we have some anecdotal feedback um, from some of our offices that have opened that you know there is there is a concern with that younger generation who seems just. So focused on getting back to their version of normal, and you know, while they're while while it is, there are still risks for that that younger population. You know, we worry so much about the spread to the older, more vulnerable population, and
1: Uh, I know it's
0: it's it's a fact of life now, though, that we we all need to be focused on this, regardless of our of our age.
1: Well, you look at how they did it in 1918, right? I mean, we have pre- precedent examples of how they they wrote it out for months and months and months. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that immediacy technology having uh, a single click kind of point of satisfaction for the, the, the human to consume wasn't there. So you could, yeah. you could wait out months and months and feel like, okay, it's great because the flow of information, the flow of, of just things to do uh, you know it just wasn't as uh, again like uh, an immediate thing um,
0: yeah
1: you know it's it's funny you mentioned the the third thing in the kind of your future okay. of work initiative was technology what, what I mean one of the great things about having you know, COVID, the silver lining other than, you know, getting closer to people is also kind of finding technological approaches or or innovations, you know, really necessity is the mother of invention. What kind of things have you guys been pivoting to in terms of technology or platforms or what what new kind of findings have you had from this whole thing?
0: Yeah. Well, quite a bit, um, and quite a bit started ahead of of COVID. So we have been embracing technology, and our global C- CEO has said that we want to be um, the the best technology company that focuses on real estate, which which is a dramatic step change from saying we're a leading commercial real estate um, services provider. Uh, but in the last year, Adam, we started a fairly large division of JLL called JLL Technologies, which uh, delivers technology products and solutions and drives technology innovation to help JLL innovate, but also to help our clients innovate. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but we hired um, two Silicon Valley veterans named Mahir Shah and Yishai Lerner. Um, they had experience with early stage um, Groupon and Uber, and they're amazing guys who um, went to MIT together and have always stayed together um, wherever they've gone, and they're, and they're the co-leaders of this JLL Technologies group. So, part of JLL Technologies is a global venture fund called JLL Spark. And that fund invests a, in um, and incubates prop tech companies, property technology companies that are really helping to advance an industry that has largely been somewhat of a laggard from a from a tech perspective. Sure. Um, so so while we're we are we have got a a group called JLL Labs that's part of this JLL Technology Group, um, and then of course we're getting involved in some of these um, startups that we're investing in. We're doing things like. Um, Better managing occupancy data and space utilization software to reimagine office layouts kind of on the fly, so you can imagine right now these are this is great technology to bring to bear in, in, um, with the pandemic we're also doing more real time monitoring um, and and work order management to uh, prioritize data-driven building operations. Again, this has been a largely manual process, so, so bringing all of this um, online is, is fantastic for efficiency, um, for, for efficiency reasons. And then we're working on developing in-house, um, but also with some of our partners, employee-facing apps that will help them better navigate the workplace. So we've got this product and you're going to laugh. It's called Jill. Oh,
1: um, nice.
0: <laughs> remember our, our
1: yeah.
0: interview yeah. years ago? Yeah. I, and, and we went through a pretty stringent naming and branding process and, and, and Jill was the chosen name. But imagine talking to Jill when you go into um, your meeting room And you want Jill to uh, control the temperature of the meeting room. You want Jill to ensure that beverages are brought in. You want Jill to see if we can block the meeting room for another hour. So it's a um, voice-activated app uh, that will help, we think, revolutionize um, and and make more efficient a lot of standard employee interactions and, and workplace interactions. So that's something that is in pilot mode right now.
1: That's great. And, it's kind of like an so Alexa or Siri kind of AI. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I can't say it, but you said it. So I'll just nod my head, but, um, yeah, so you, there, there are, there are
1: <laughs> Sue me, <I>, not her. <laughs> yes.
0: Exactly. So I'm pretty excited about all of the evolution and change that's happening from the time I joined six years ago. Um, it is. It's really gotten so exciting to have not only Mahir and Yishai leading JLL Technologies, but to see the amazing talent that they're attracting from Silicon Valley. They just brought in a chief data officer who I think came from eBay. Um, We've got um, a lot of software engineers now on site. It's just a different, it's a a whole different place than where we were six years ago. And I, I think the progress has been fantastic.
1: And how are your employees responding to all this outreach and this communication and the new technology platforms? Are, are they been receptive? Or I mean, what's like y- you probably get a good litmus test being you know the head of the America's marketing group.
0: Yeah, um, I think everybody is uh, very excited to see that we are making investments in an area that. Is is critical for us to continue to hold our place in the in the top three um, in the world. I think that speed to market is something where you know we, we've made commitments and, and maybe some employees are saying, I wish we could move faster. Um, but overall, if you look at how our employees are benefit benefiting with intra company communications and um, benefits that they're getting from being a more technology-driven company. You, we need only look at what happened during COVID and how our JLL Technologies organization, especially the the the, the part of the group that services um, the the JLL organization was able to mobilize and rally and make a transition. And we aren't like Accenture, Adam. We, we don't have, we've never had a large population of the workforce work um, mm-hmm. relatively virtually, but they rallied immediately and it was very, very seamless. And then we started to in- introduce, I brought this up earlier when we were, I was telling you that some of the leasing activity was on hold because people couldn't go out and tour physically tour buildings. Right? Yeah. So, um, one of our leaders, um, he's our chief innovation officer for our markets organization. He had already been working with a lot of those tools that I mentioned earlier, and he developed a complete digital tenant experience offering where, um, we could basically, Walk people through buildings. Um, show people with the with the um, office design tool. Um, uh, I'm not going to name it, but um, we're we're going through a product um, rebranding. Bro. <laughs>
1: okay. Now.
0: But um, he can use that tool to show to showcase how they might build out a floor of their new space. We've also got a tool where we have a valuations business where we, um, on a quarterly basis, value, we assess the value of properties, just like a residential real estate assessor would do. Well, now we can do that all virtually as well through um, having an employee on the other end use a camera with this bespoke technology we've got to get inside buildings check out the the standard things that we look at but not have to put someone on a plane to do it so i think as our employees are seeing that they're becoming more efficient both through um internal jll workplace productivity but they're also able to help their clients um, get things done more quickly Uh, it's become it's it's almost become a um, not nice to have but an absolute must-have and I I think we're responding really well
1: well it's funny how you know technology has been such an immediate and important really essential bridge between you know the physical and the the digital having uh, 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 the um, former deputy mayor of New York City Kaz Holloway he kind of described it as like an ADA approach you know you 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 know, you need to have the option for both. Um, I yeah. am totally like as a creative person. I agree with you. I I believe that I want to have interactions in an office. I want to be able to collaborate. I want to be able to whiteboard. I if I'm pitching something, I I'd rather be in front of my client than you know over a phone call or a, yeah. a, you know a Zoom conference bridge, which we're using right now. But it's like these tools have responded um, to. Uh, an immediate need that we had that was predicated by infection, fear, all of that. And we talked about it. Yep. But um, what do you think the I mean, our relationship with space and and each other is going to look like in kind of this post covid world? And I, I and it could be a world with a vaccine or without a vaccine. I'm just now that it's been introduced and now we we know that there is a pathogen out there that has no cure that. You know causes death for you know 0.5 of the percent on average of the population you know i mean like what you, when you when you sit with your senior uh, leadership meetings i mean do you guys get into these kind of philosophical debates of like well what can we do to again it's it's health and wellness create the most secure place but at the same time you know attract people to want to come and join the work that you guys are doing for for instance millennials projected to make up 75% of the global workforce in 2025. These are the people that are the, you know, the super spreaders we're, we're reading about. And they're going out and they're going out without fear. So how do we get how do we get everybody to, again, have a relationship that's kind of agnostic with the space and, and feel that um, we can move forward? Because I, I think more than anything, when we really haven't talked about the economy, but um, we need to move forward as a people to create, inventing, uh, to continue inventing, creating, innovating, and, and really keeping the lights on.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot in that question. So let me just, uh, let me just take the first part again and, um, the, the theme that we've talked about quite a bit, which is the health and safety focus. So no matter what, even post vaccination. Yeah. I I think you're going to see companies focusing on how healthy buildings contribute to human performance and and productivity overall. And I don't recall if we talked about this when I talked to you a couple weeks ago, but we have a relationship with um, Dr. Joseph Allen, who is a professor. um, He's an industrial hygienist, but he's part of the Healthy Buildings Department at Harvard. And we have been—we've done a few um, pod, podcast webcasts with him, and the importance of air quality in offices is now becoming huge—a a, a huge, huge topic. So, um, much of the for much of the focus historically has been on outdoor air pollution from an env- environmental perspective, but people spend ninety percent of their time indoors. So, you're going to see a lot more talk about air sil- circulation filtration, ventilation. Um, There are current sort of minimum standards of how much air you need to pump in from the outside on an hourly basis. This is going to, I think, Adam, dominate conversation for a while. I think your points about, um, you didn't say it, but you were talking a lot about employer brand and and, and culture and and being able to attract employees and I, I have an example of of one who I just met with over over um, WebEx this morning, Attra- attract employees, in some cases, without the employee ever stepping foot into an office. I, I, I feel like we're almost past that time at JLL, but a lot of these companies who have said 100% work from home for the rest of 2020 are in this space where they are going to need to build um, personal connection and trust with employees through doing what we're doing right now and that's just having a conversation the difference with us is we've got you know over a decade of history together right and and this individual who i just met this morning who's a new hire in our marketing team based in london he did every step of the interview the recruiting process first and then the interviewing process over webex every step wow. and i said lewis what possessed you to join JLL without having met one person or having stepped into one office? I mean, it's a it, it's a provocative question. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I, I figured about I figured he would say some of the things that he answered. But he said, listen, um, first of all, I love the fact that you guys have a stated purpose, and and, and we're not going to have time to get into it today. But JLL's purpose is to shape the future of real estate for a better world, and it's something that we're um, really investing in. Um, uh, you know, financially, we 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 have a partnership with Bloomberg Green, and and a lot of the work there is is more from a sustainability perspective. But shaping the future of real estate for a better world means so many different things. And there's a big technology bent to it as well. And there's a big corporate social responsibility piece. But So he loved what we stood for. He loved that future forward focus on tech that we talked about. But he also loved the authenticity of our people and the fact that every employee he spoke with talks so much about our culture and how much they believe in our culture and how we're different and special. And I feel like if you don't have all of those basic building blocks and have your strong employer brand, your strong culture, engaged employees, you cannot fake it and, and attract top talent through just interacting over you know, WebEx or Zoom or whatever technology. So that is something that, that, that's why um, in a lot of the work we're doing right now with um, helping companies with their reentry journeys... We've got our CHRO, both our America CHRO and our global CHRO, uh, interacting with CHROs over the, all over the world. Because what we're finding overwhelmingly from them is that having amazing physical space is one of those key tenets to building culture and employee engagement. And and I personally, I've had debates with people about this. I cannot imagine a time where. Everything is virtual. Imagine that example I just gave you. Now Lewis did just get to go into our London office the other day and he inter- interacted with a handful of people and got his tech and you know his computer and everything. But I cannot imagine never having in-person meetings again, never having in-person training, never doing physical onboarding. It just doesn't seem possible.
1: It's funny though, the words that we've used as marketers, the word disruption, huge Uh the word authenticity huge these have different meanings now i mean we we've we've experienced what real disruption is and we've experienced real authenticity i'm you know i've definitely had those moments of like you know the covid blues where you know i have to get or or shut my camera off because i'm crying in my hands you know those moments (laughs) of like you're just you, you just don't know where this is where you're going and i think You know, having a company that has purpose and and has outreach and cares about you as a person is um, really, really important, which brings me to my my last question for you, um, which is mental health. you know, you talk about the relationship that we have with our spaces, our buildings, um, and each other, how, how are, are you, uh, helping, you know, how's JLL, I should say, helping its employees and then helping other companies, you know, reach out and, and really touch somebody when they, when they can't physically touch them.
0: Uh, Adam, this is a, it's, it's such a big topic and, um, mental health you know a lot of times it's sort of got a stigma attached to it and a lot of people don't want to openly converse about mental health challenges or issues and we have made such a bigger focus on looking into our our huge suite of benefits that we offer all employees but but Mining all of those benefits to really bring to the forefront the particular um, mental health benefits, and also expanding on those uh, as we've gone into COVID, because we have seen that our employees are suffering from um, impacts of isolation. I mean, imagine a lot of our employees are are single yeah. single people who are in the urban jungle, and they they couldn't leave their uh, apartments for, for months. And that is not a recipe for, um, you know, uh, in, in some cases, um, good mental health. So we've, one of the things we've done is we've formed a, um, tighter partnership with Headspace. So all of our employees can get access to the meditation app at no charge. We've oh, nice. amped up some of our, um, health and well-being benefits and um, have offered a lot of special additional programming. And a lot of us um, also started bringing meditation and yoga and Pilates and other special activities to our employees during those um, three or so months where the majority of the population was working from home. Um, I I was focused on bringing some bit of programming to people at least once a week um, and getting everybody who was courageous enough on camera and participating in a group activity. We even had one of our employees do a a cooking demo. And it was, I I think what one of the words that we haven't talked about today is just humanity and just care for individuals that goes well beyond okay this is the work that you need to get done let me know if you need to if you need any help with your work we are focused on the whole person Mm -hmm. and i am a huge believer in work-life integration and you know i don't change my persona in my work life and my personal life i am who i am and everything was just merging for everybody into, we lost track of days, time, weeks, like everything just melted together, right? So I think that that notion of really focusing on humanity um, was something that was, that's been alive and well, and really amped up across the board. And um, I'm really proud of it. And I, I know that we have a lot of data and metrics on how much more people are clicking into um, the materials related to the mental health benefits, and, and we're and we're going to continue, uh, you know, putting that front and center for
1: our. And, and right now, we're going to play the video of you leading the Pilates class. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I mean, that's. It's humanity is huge. You know, you talk about you guys are a real estate company and you think about the real estate um, of our of our mind, you know, how we yeah. how we think and feel. And, you know, that that uh, delineation between work and and home has been has been merging for years and totally. years and years. And, and now, you know, it, it it had to. I mean, it physically had to merge when you when work becomes your house um, yeah. and it's funny, Jill, I mean, when when we've st- started doing virtual working uh, at Accenture, you know the, the rule of thumb was: well, a) there was no video; um, b) if you heard a dog barking, that was okay and could be yeah. kind of considered affable. But if you heard a baby crying, uh oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: that's not good. Um, but now all of those those kind of you know existing yeah. rules have fl- flown and out and the now window. we're
0: encouraging people to bring their kids on camera <laughs> and, and oh, interact no. with them. So in in the end, um, I, I personally, I, you know, I, I was in the office a couple of times last week. It was, it, it was fine. It was great to just get out of my house and go into a different environment, but totally restaurants aren't open yet. Um, there weren't, you know, I, I've told the rest of my marketing organization to, to stand down for a while, but. I personally am looking forward to getting, some, getting back to some semblance of a, of a next normal and getting more of that um, in-person interaction. But I think this, this notion of humanity and, and, and creating uh, moments of connection without being able to see people is something that we're going to really have to continue to put an em- emphasis on for many months to come.
1: Agreed. And I'm looking forward to having a a glass of wine with you at a bar with no millennials.
0: As am I.
1: (laughs) Well, Jill, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. It was wonderful seeing you and talking with you. And um, keep, keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thanks, Adam. I really enjoyed it. Talk to you soon.